Mark chapter 1, as you turn there, we're going to get ready to read that. And um, we're here, it's Christmas time, and we thank God for all that's going to take place this month. And um, I'll tell you what, it can really become such a busy time. Can you say amen? I mean, this month is, uh, and the year has just flown by, and, and here we are uh, in December already, and before we know it, uh, it'll be Christmas, and uh, things go by so fast, and um, I thank God as, as I walked in here this morning, you know, I got the feeling of things being prepared for me to come and worship. Now, the church uh, was clean. Uh, there were greeters there at the door uh, welcoming me. There, um, you know, every, everything is prepared. Everybody's ready. And I want you to imagine for a moment, imagine, if you were invited as a VIP to a party or uh, a gathering or whatever it was, and you got the invitation and you're invited and you show up to this place, right? Whether it's a birthday party or uh, just, just any, any venue and, and you showed up there as a guest and you were invited as a VIP. How would you feel? And, and if you showed up uh, to this and the food was not ready, that's just a stopper right there, right? We'd be mad uh, right then and there. Uh, nothing was prepared. What if you were invited to this place and uh, there was no host or hostess to greet you? The table was not set. The silverware was not in place. The, the venue that you showed up to for this, very special, for this very special event was not cleaned up, and it was a mess. Imagine how you and I would feel. Now, we would feel many ways, but I think, I think the way that we would feel is we would feel unimportant, not welcome. And why? Because there was a lack of preparation that was done to honor you as the VIP. You know, preparation is so important. And I think as we, as we get here and we're in Christmas time and we prepare to celebrate the, 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 the mo Christmas. Yes, amen. Someone called it out right there. You got it. As we prepare to celebrate Christmas to the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I believe that we have to prepare our lives and prepare our hearts for that special day. I know it's a time that we're going to get together with family. We're going to get together with, with maybe you have things going on with coworkers. You're going to uh, exchange gifts, and uh, there's going to be great food. There's going to be all these things taking place, but I would love for us to just uh, spend this time this morning, these few moments that we have to to prepare ourselves for that special day, prepare ourselves spiritually, because there are physical preparations that are taking place. We have our Christmas Wonderland coming up. There's a lot of preparation that's taking place for that. There's uh, the New Year's Eve service. There's a lot of preparation taking place for that. See, preparation is so important, and it brings so much meaning to what we're involved in. Now, this month leading up to Christmas, we have Advent, which is a time for us to prepare our lives and hearts for celebrating this most wonderful gift that God's given us, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We remember what Christmas is about. We understand what Christmas is about. And we thank God for what Christmas is about. God's one and only Son who came to live for us, and not only live for us, but to die for us. Advent began last Sunday, and it was a time of preparation to celebrate Christmas and this season. And today is the second Sunday of Advent. I want to look at something here as we prepare our lives. And, and it's tradition to look at the second day of Advent, to look at, at the story of John the Baptist and the preparation that God used him to prepare for the coming Savior. 
And in the same way, I pray that God help us this morning to prepare our hearts in faithful waiting for the celebration of his birth. So let's read together Mark chapter 1, verse 1, and then we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to help us this morning. Amen. Mark chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible says this. It says, this is a good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. It began just as a prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. This messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. In verse 5, all of Judea, including the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. John announced, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart, and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning as we pray. Father, we're so grateful this morning, God, for your mercy and for your salvation, Father God. Lord, we thank you for this season, Father God, that we get to celebrate your birth, Lord Jesus. For the sacrifice, Lord God, that you gave to us, Father God, so that we could be forgiven of all of our sins, Lord. And Father God, we declare this morning in our hearts that we won't only just spend this month celebrating it, but each and every day, God, year-round, we'll celebrate your birth, Father God, and what you did for us, Lord. And I pray this morning, my God, that you would prepare our hearts for what you want to do in our lives, my God. Yes, even this month, that you would prepare our hearts as we prepare to celebrate your birth, oh God. Holy Spirit, help us give us understanding in the scriptures, Father God, and I pray that we would walk out of here changed and different, God, and walking more Christ-like, Father. We thank you. We ask in Jesus' name. We all say, amen. This, uh, the title of this message this morning is entitled, Get Ready. Someone say, get ready this morning. Amen. As we prepare to celebrate Jesus' birth here coming up in a short while, we first have to ready our hearts. Believer, brother and sister, we have to ready our hearts. We have to prepare our hearts for his coming and for what God's going to do. Now, the Bible says there's a powerful story in Luke chapter 2, verse 25 through 32. And this was a story, and there's a story about a man named Simeon. He was, a, he was a righteous man. The Bible says in verse 25 of Luke chapter 2, And at that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and he was, listen to this, he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. He was eagerly waiting. There's so much anticipation in Christmas. As you could hear, the, you know, the young child spoke out and said, Christmas, Christmas is coming. It's an exciting time because why? Because there's going to be gift giving and, and the innocence of a child, they look forward to this time because there are some great things that they're going to look forward to. And here was this man of God, righteous and devout, and it says he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. He believed in the prophecies that were foretold about Jesus' coming. 
The Bible says the Holy Spirit was upon him, and in verse 26, and he had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. This was a promise that Simeon had, and as years passed, he was getting older and older, and this, this, uh, this uh, prophecy hadn't yet been fulfilled, but he was holding on to the promise. In verse 27, the Bible says, that day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as a law required, Simeon was there, a beautiful picture. He was eagerly waiting for, for Jesus to reveal himself as a young baby. He was, he was waiting for this promise. So Simeon was there in verse 28, and he took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, listen to this, verse 29, Sovereign Lord, let now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Church, we have to prepare our hearts. It's a busy time of year. Goodness, there's so much to do, right? So many things that we have to get done. So many things that we have to get done this month. And, and we want Christmas time to be a perfect time. If perhaps you're having family come over, so you're making preparations for that. You're thinking about the food and the meals. You're thinking about the gifts. You're thinking about getting that special gift for someone and hoping they like it. All these things are going through our minds. It can be a stressful time. It is a stressful time. We have to ready our hearts, just as Simeon did here. He held on to the promise that God gave him. What has God promised you this morning? Perhaps he's promised you things many, many years ago, and you have not yet seen it fulfilled. I'll, I'll tell you the good news this morning. If God has promised it to you, it's going to come to pass. Can you say amen? It's going to happen. God's going to do it. God is faithful to his word. You just have to hold on just as Simeon held on. We have to ready and prepare our hearts. Let our hearts be still and appreciate this time that we have in this world. The Bible says in Psalms 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob, our fortress. See, it's an important topic that we're reminded this morning that we have to remember what it's all about. All the craziness. Perhaps all the stress, all the things that, that we may be going through right now and that we're going through, we have to remember what it's all about and we have to keep that first and foremost in our minds and in our hearts. Listen to this. There's a statistic I read. It said, according to the American Psychological Association, 38% of people surveyed said their stress increased during the holiday season. Amen, right? Which can lead, listen to this, which can lead to physical illness, depression, anxiety, and substance misuse and abuse. This reason given, the reason given for this, lack of time, financial pressure, gift giving, and family gatherings. See, for many, these things can cause so much stress in our lives. And I think it's important for us to, to come into the house of God, worship him in spirit and in truth. Meditate. Think on these things. Early in the morning, late at night, ponder, spend time to, to just meditate on what this season is all about. Why, why are we doing what we're doing? It's because of Jesus. It's because of what he's done for us. It's because he saved us. He delivered us. He gave us a new life. He's done so much for us. We have to remember. We have to prepare our hearts each and every day. So what are ways that we could prepare our hearts? 
and lives as, as we prepare to celebrate the birth, and we do celebrate the birth of Jesus all this month. One, engage your heart. Meditate and ponder on what and why we are celebrating this Christmas season. Meditate and ponder. It's going to take some, perhaps some quiet time, wherever you're at. Perhaps it's early in the morning for you, or perhaps it's, it's late at night, or perhaps it's when you're stuck in traffic after work. Think and remember. Man, God, I, I thank you for all that you've done for me. I thank you for saving me. God, I thank you for sparing me, for sparing my life. I thank you that there's still breath in my lungs, that, that I still have a job to, to drive to in crazy traffic, that, that I, have, I still have family that, that perhaps may be going through different things, but I have family nevertheless, and I'm thankful for that. Meditate and ponder on all that God's given you. Slow down. That's the second thing that we can do. Slow down. We can run here and there when we're, we're, we're having to keep schedules and we're having to be involved in so many different things, things that, yes, are our responsibility that God has called us to be a part of, but sometimes we have to just slow down and remember what he's done for us. Let us remember that scripture that we've heard, I believe we've heard many times, John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that what? That he gave his only begotten son. Christmas time is a time of giving, giving gifts, of exchanging gifts. But let's remember, first and foremost, who was the first one to give? It was God giving us his son. It says he gave. Why? Because he loved. And remember. Another way we could ready our hearts is to remember. You know, we're forgetful people if, if we're honest with ourselves. We could forget things. And, and I know... Back in the Old Testament, whenever God did something great, they would set up a memorial. They would, they would set up an altar, and they would, they would set something up so that they could remember, they could memorialize what God did for them. And we're appreciative for the different days that we have, and, and we thank God for, as I said, for, for Christmas time, but it's something that we should be remembering and thanking God for, for all year round. But we have these days, perhaps, it's, you know, we think of Memorial Day, we think of Veterans Day, a day to, to honor our veterans, Memorial Day, a day to honor those who, who have given their life as a sacrifice and, and service to our country, Labor Day, etc., etc. All these days are set up, why? So that we can stop and remember. God's done so much for us. Some of us shouldn't even be here right now. Some of us should be uh, on a hospital bed or we should be in the grave or some of us should, should be uh, perhaps God's given you grace. You, you were facing years of incarceration, but here you are with your freedom. You're in your right mind. You have your family. Thank you, Jesus. Always remember what he's done for you and I, especially during this season. So we have to ready our hearts, church, as we prepare to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. There's also a time for us to refocus. Sometimes we're getting so busy and we're doing all these things and we could lose focus on what the purpose of all this is about. Now the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let us be reminded this morning who we are celebrating, who he is. 
who Jesus is, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Some of us in this place, we need peace in our lives. You may be going through, through some things in your life and you've been praying for peace. I'll tell you that God is going to give you peace there in your situation. He's going to give you peace there in your circumstance. God is going to give you peace. If you need peace, he is the prince of peace, church. That's who he is. With a season filled many times, again, with commitments, time frames, schedules, anxiety, all these things that can, can cause us to worry and stress, we have to understand that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and he will give us his peace to comfort us. God's going to help you get it done. God's going to help you accomplish what he's called you to accomplish this month. But remember why we're doing it. Remember why you're buying that gift. Remember why you're making the preparations for family and friends. Uh, my, my brother and sisters who are in ministry in this place, let's always remember why we're doing what we're doing. I talk about all the preparations going on for these special events that, that the church hosts. It takes a lot of preparation, a lot of background preparation, but let's always remember why we're doing it. We're doing it as, as worship unto the Lord, but we're doing it also to reach the lost so that they could experience what we've experienced. Thank you, Jesus. See, in this time, believer, God will strengthen you, and he is your strength. Always remember that. Depend on him. Lean on him. It's not your strength. It's my, not my strength. My strength will fail over and over again, but if I rely on God's strength, I'll be able to continue on. The Bible says in Psalms 138.3, as soon as I pray, it says, the psalmist says, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Thank you, Jesus. It says, as soon as I pray, we have to slow down. We have to stop and pray. And again, this may take place early for you. It may take place in the evening, but wherever you're at, pray. Pray. Pray while you're there in your car. Pray for, for God's help there at your desk at work. Pray uh, for God's help there out there in the field. Wherever you're at, pray for God's house. And it says, as soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Philippians 4.13, for I could do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Church, I know we've, we've heard these things before, but this is a reminder today. It's a reminder for all of us to remember, to remember why we're here, to remember what God wants to do in our lives, to remember who he is and, and why we are here. It's because of Jesus. Always remember that. Each and every day this month, understand that he deserves everything. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 9, we get the beautiful picture here of the, the nativity of the wise men bringing their gifts to, to Jesus who was just born. And, and the Bible says in Matthew 2, 9, after this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They were filled with joy. Thank you, Jesus. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him. They worshiped him, church. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Again, we're going to be exchanging gifts, right, during Christmas time. But we look here where it all started. Why? Because the wise men understood, understood who Jesus was and why he was sent. He was sent to be that sacrifice for you and I so that we could live in perfect peace with a holy God. Can you say amen? 
Man, if we think of our lives, some of us just recently, some of us maybe years back, think of where God brought you from. Think of where you were five years ago. Think of where you were last year and what God's done in your life. How God has kept you, how God has changed things, how God has delivered you, how he set you free. Perhaps how you're healthy today because of what God's done in your life. How he's the prince of peace, he's given you peace. Think, remember where you've come from. I remember being lost. I remember being a young boy without purpose. Wondering why I'm here, why, why am I here in this world, who is God, is God even for real? I remember these thoughts that I had in, in my heart. And I remember God answering each and every question I had, answering that question in my life, is God for real? And he showed me by his grace and power, he came, came down into my life and he showed me he was for real. For that I'm never the same, thank you Jesus. He had mercy on me, he saved me, he delivered me. He gave me, he gave me more than I could imagine and I have to remember that each and every day this month. So this season, believer, brother and sister, maybe first time guests in this place, perhaps even you that, that maybe you're, you're living your life according to your own will and your own way, just remember that, that the very breath that you, you and I have in our lungs is a gift from God. So this season, let's count our blessings. When we're among family, friends, relatives, work, events, at home, or anything that's taking place this month, remember that we have to count our blessings. And one, that we're saved, thank you, Jesus. That we're alive. That we have one another. That we have loved ones. We have friends that God's placed around us to help us. We have our jobs, we have transportation, we have food on the table, we have so many things, but most important and above all, we have Jesus. Amen. We have Jesus today. And as we look in our text, as in Mark chapter 1, when you think about John the Baptist, you have to think about the message that he brought what he preached, and it was a message of repentance. It was a message for people to prepare their hearts, to prepare, them, prepare themselves and repent of their sins. Acts chapter 13, verse 24, it says, Before he came, he came, John the Baptist preached to all people that Israel needed to repent of their sins and turn to God and be baptized. And believer, that's still a message that, that we need to hear today. That we have to still let repentance be a part of our lives. Because there's no one perfect in this place. We make mistakes. We say things we shouldn't. We do things we shouldn't. We think things we shouldn't. And I would say starting with the believer, we have to continually repent. It's a verb. Repentance, it's not just a philosophy, it's, not, it's a verb. It's something that we have to do. We have to constantly let repentance be a part of our lives. Turn the other way. When you're tempted to go the wrong path, turn, repent, and go towards Christ. The definition of repent is to turn from sin and dedicate oneself to the amendment of one's life. See, God is calling us to repent. 
And as we prepare ourselves for Christmas, for celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we have to hold on to this truth that you and I have to let repentance be a part of our lives, that we have to repent. Matthew 4, 17, from then on, Jesus began to preach. Jesus began to preach. Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. We have to constantly repent, church. We're a work in, I always say this, we're a work in progress. God is constantly helping us to become better. And how's that going to transpire? By repenting. When's the last time you said, I'm sorry? Perhaps you can't remember because it's been so long. When's the last time you said, I'm sorry to, to someone else? See, repentance it's something, it's not outdated. It's not a topic that, that is a topic of yesterday, but it's a topic of today that we have to let repentance be at work in our life each and every day because we're sinners saved by grace. We're still human. And that's not an excuse to go out and sin, but I'm telling you that we have to constantly repent. We have to let this, this repentance muscle be a work in our life. And, and each and every day, just hitting the altar and saying, God, just help me. Help me to do better. God, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. And we don't do it, church. We don't do it in condemnation because we're not condemned. We have the Holy Spirit to encourage us and help us to understand that we're going to get better. So we don't come to God in condemnation. God, I, I, I messed up. And there's that truth of confession. But we have the hope of, of, of getting better. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. See, we're not condemned. We've been set free from that. But we have to let repentance be something constantly working in our lives. Luke chapter 17, verse 3, the Bible says, So watch yourselves. If, if another believer sins, rebuke that person. If there, and if there is repentance, forgive. We're talking about repentance. Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 8, Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. This is gospel, church. Prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. It's saying prove it. You say you repented? Prove it. You say you're sorry? Prove it. Are you doing that thing over and over again? Are you seeking God to be strong in that area for him to deliver you, for him to strengthen you? Or are you just saying sorry and running right back to it? It's not repentance. See, and, and what we're talking about this morning is our hearts are being prepared to celebrate our Savior, to celebrate him. And, and he's a holy God, and he's called us to be holy. And without him, we'll never be holy. Man, we have a fallen nature, right? We have a sin nature that we struggle with, but God's grace is there. Thank you, Jesus. This is good news for us, church, that, that we could repent and God will give us his grace and forgiveness. Sometimes we don't want to repent because we believe the lie that it's not going to make a difference. Sometimes we love sin too much, the way sin makes us feel. There are many reasons why we don't repent, but God still does say that he is holy so that we need to live holy for he is holy. So God's calling us to repent today. And we don't have to look far to see the effect that sin has on lives. And it breaks God's heart, I believe. It breaks God's heart when he, see, he sees lives destroyed because of sin. It's not God's will. It's not God's desire. God desires that we would all be free, that we would be uh, pursuing what he has for us, that we would live in freedom and grace. Thank you, Jesus. 
And I thank God for what he's done. I thank God for his forgiveness. I thank God that he's given us hope. I thank God that he's changed us. Thank you, Jesus. And it's why it's because of repentance. It's the decision that you made to repent many years ago, and it's a daily decision that we make to repent each and every day. Thank you, Jesus. So this Christmas time, this season, this month, let's ready our hearts, church, for all that God wants to do in our lives as the worship team makes their way up. Let's ready our hearts. Let's prepare our hearts. Let's refocus. Let's not get distracted today in this season. Let's always remember what this season is about, that God has given us the greatest gift of all. He's given us his son to forgive us of all of our sins. The hope that with God's strength, we can serve him each and every day. That we can live in God's holiness, not because of our works or our strength, but because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And what better season is it to accept this truth than right now, than Christmas time, to remember all that he's done for us, all that he's given us, all that he's sacrificed for us. Let us remember, let us never forget all that he's given us. And I want to close with this scripture here in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. You may wonder, how does God feel about me? What does God think about me? The Bible says in Isaiah 41.10, don't be afraid, he says. I am with you. God says, don't be afraid. I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. That's good news this morning, isn't it? Thank you, Jesus. Don't be afraid, because we deal with fears deal with so many fears in our lives and things that we go through but he's saying don't be afraid for I am with you he's with you this morning perhaps you have some decisions that are coming up in the near future you have some situations that that are on the radar and they're they're coming your way the Lord is telling you this morning don't be afraid for I am with you perhaps you're struggling with some physical issues or some issues at work or with family God's saying, don't be discouraged in Isaiah 41.10. Don't be discouraged. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up by my victorious right hand. This is God's word for you and I, church. So the next time you feel discouraged, remember Isaiah 41.10 uh, where he says, don't be discouraged for I am your God. The next time you're afraid, remember Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. The next time you feel that you're down and out, or you're in the dumps, or you're in the trenches, what does he say in Isaiah 41.10? I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. He's going to hold you up. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to encourage you. He's going to give you the strength to get through that situation. He's going to help you and keep you. And this season... I believe that our enemy, the enemy of our souls, the devil is at, at working overtime to discourage many during this season, to distract so many of what this season is really about. He sends discouragement to defeat people, and yes, sometimes even the believers. During this busy time of year, let us always remember that we can be encouraged through Christ Jesus because of what he's done for us and how he loves us. As God's people, we have so much to be thankful for goodness we don't have to look far you got a roof over your head you're alive today you 
have family, you have loved ones, you have your husband, you have your wife, you have your, your children, as crazy as they may be, you have your children. Thank you, Jesus. God's working. You have your parents. As crazy as they may be, you have your parents. We have so much to be thankful for, church. So this season, this Christmas season, let's ready our hearts. Let's refocus. And let repentance be something that we're constantly allowing to work in our lives so that we could become better and more Christ-like each and every day. Thank you, Jesus. You received that this morning? God is good. Let's give God praise in this place. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word. Father, we thank you, my God, for the promise, God. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace, Lord God. We thank you for the precious gift of your son, Jesus, Lord God. We thank you for his sacrifice, Lord God, and for loving us, Lord Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed this morning,